Hi, everybody, and welcome to Unapologetic Live. I'm your host, Amla Efanobi, and today we're going to talk about an issue that we've had recurring discussions about on this show, and it's the issue of not only transgenderism, but how that issue affects female sports. We've had discussions surrounding weightlifting, swimming, surfing now, and today we're going to have a discussion about a female skateboarder who has decided to come to the forefront of this discussion, stand up, and say something about it. Her name is Taylor Silverman, and she competed last year in a Red Bull skating competition and lost to a transgender skateboarder. Now, A lot of people will say, well, this person identifies as a woman. They should be able to compete on the female team in whatever sport they like to be involved in. But we have to have discussions about this distinct and clear biological advantage that is represented when a biological man competes against biological women. Now, does that make this discussion inherently transphobic or does that make a skateboarder like Taylor Silverman transphobic for standing up for herself and saying hey I feel as though I I placed second in this competition unfairly and that in fact I was robbed of something by competing against a biological male these are the questions we need to ask ourselves and luckily on today's show I have the pleasure of having Taylor Silverman on to talk about exactly that Taylor welcome to unapologetic live it's such a pleasure to have you on Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, fantastic. Now, Taylor, I want to talk about an Instagram post that you put out and discuss really the underlying factors here. What made you come to the forefront? First, I want to read some of this to our listeners here who might not have seen it. You said, my name is Taylor Silverman. I'm a female athlete. I've been skateboarding for 11 years and competing for several years. I have been in three different contests with trans women, two of which I placed second. At the last contest series I did for Red Bull, I placed second. The trans competitor who won took $1,000 in qualifiers, three Three thousand in finals and a thousand in best trick. This totaled five thousand dollars of the prize money meant for the female athletes. I took a thousand dollars in qualifiers, seventeen fifty in second place, and so uh, twenty-seven fifty in total. The girl who took third received seven hundred and fifty. The girl who deserved $1,000 for the best trick took nothing along with whoever would have placed third. I deserve to place first, be acknowledged for my win, and get paid. You reached out to Red Bull and you were ignored. So let's talk about this Instagram post. It went wild. Tens of thousands of people came to comment and like. You got Pierce Morgan reaching out to you and saying, I need an interview immediately. But this competition was something that happened last year. So... First of all, what happened at last year's competition? Did you know you were going into this competing against a trans competitor? I was not made aware that there was going to be a trans competitor until I arrived at the finals. I had participated in a qualifying event in my home state of Michigan and the city of Detroit. And then I was asked to participate in another qualifier the day before the finals in Lincoln, Nebraska. And neither of those qualifiers, the trans competitor competed in, although they were traveling the country, competing in different cities, collecting the prize money in different cities. So it wasn't until Mm. the day of the finals that I was made aware that the trans competitor was going to be in the female competition. 
okay, so you show up to this competition, you compete, you play second against this trans competitor, and I think you've made it very clear, I don't hold any ill will towards the person that I competed against who beat me, and you made that clear in your Piers Morgan interview. What were your feelings on that day specifically when things ended? Were were you upset? Were you just sad? Do you feel like I put in all this effort for nothing? What were you thinking there? There were a lot of thoughts. I felt like very disappointed because I had flown across the country to go participate in this contest. And it seemed as though no matter how hard I worked to win, I wasn't able to get the prize that I deserved. And I wasn't able to be acknowledged for the hard work I had put in because somebody with an advantage was going to take that spot. And let's and then talk I- about that advantage. I, I'm curious because uh, we we look at this at a lot of, at a lot of different sports from a lot of different angles. Clearly, with things like weightlifting, you're going to compete against a biological male, and you're just going to get destroyed by what is what is clearly true when it comes to male strength. With swimming, you have things like lung capacity that that change the competition. What changes the competition for skateboarding when you're competing against somebody who's biologically male? I think if if you watch some skateboarding, you you would see mm-hmm. that men dominate skateboarding. There's a reason why skateboarding is a male-dominated sport. It's because it's easier for them. They have physical advantages. They are built completely different than us. And there's a reason why we have the women's category. Mm-hmm. So the, you, you head into finals. Oh, yeah, continue. I was going to say, I've seen it in other sports, too. And it's not just sports like skateboarding and surfing and swimming. This is also happening in contact sports like boxing. So I think something needs to be done sooner or later before something happens that could hurt somebody. We've already seen women get hurt. Exactly. When you start to allow small things and open small doors, larger ones get opened. And I can't imagine being a female going into a, a boxing competition or something like UFC and competing against somebody who's a biological male. Now, your skate competition for Red Bull happened in December of last year, and we're now getting this Instagram post in in May. What sparked you coming to the forefront and saying, you know what, I can't stay silent about this anymore, I need to talk about it? Well, immediately when it happened, I was really uncomfortable, and I had spoken up to people I was close to, and everyone agreed with me that what happened was unjust, and it wasn't fair, and it shouldn't occur. But um, some people encouraged me to speak up, told me that I was the type of person that could handle this and could speak up about this. Some people said, you know, you're right, but we don't want you to face the vicious backlash from people who disagree with you. But honestly, I just felt a moral obligation to speak up because the past few months of sitting with this in silence and fear was very difficult for me. I felt like I felt guilty not saying anything as I'm watching this affect other girls and women when it happened to me. And, you know, one day I want to be a parent. And if I'm lucky enough to have a family one day, I don't want to have to explain this to my kids. I don't want my daughters to go through this. So I felt like I had to. It was much harder for me to stay silent than it was for me to stay comfortable and silent or much harder for me to stay silent than it was for me to um, to say something. 
Right. And it, it's going to be, and I, I try to stress this for people who are dealing with this in their personal lives, because what you did is not easy. It's not easy to publicly come out and say something that people don't like to hear and that makes people uncomfortable. And it's hard to recognize a reality and do something so boldly. And I think a lot of the problems that we're having surrounding female sports right now comes from people not being willing to take that step. And it's unfortunate that it is falling on the shoulders of these female athletes to have to rise up and say something because it should not be the case. They should have never been put in the situation to have to deal with something like this. But it is now sort of falling on them because if they continue to show up to these competitions without saying anything and take their second place or third place or uh, non-qualifying spots and continue to just allow this to happen we're just going to get completely overwhelmed with this problem and have a bunch of unsung victims here i'm curious i i feel as though a lot of women do not step up and say something about this because they're scared of the response what was the response that you got because i imagine there was a lot of hate that came at you i'm looking at a new york post article here that says skateboarder taylor silverman rips trans competitors who win as unfair saying that you are complaining and coming at them what has been the general response that you've gotten to coming out like this well first off I, I agree with you I think it's really sad that women have to advocate for themselves here but unfortunately if we don't speak up nobody is going to so right. um the response at first um I received a lot of hate people started um unfollowing my page leaving nasty comments but within a couple of hours it completely turned around and was all support and I'm still receiving hate comments, too, um, along with a lot of anti-Semitism. And that was one of the reasons I didn't speak up sooner is because as a Jewish person who's experienced anti-Semitism online for a long time, I knew that this would put a mm -hmm. major target on my back for that as well. But there's been bullying, but also an overwhelming and outstanding amount of supportive messages from parents, from female athletes, from professional athletes in different sports from just your everyday person who recognizes that this is unfair and also from trans mm. people who recognize that this is unfair and don't want this to be something people think is an accurate representation of the majority of trans people's views on this. I thought that that was an amazing thing. You told me this before the interview that trans people were reaching out to you. And I had a similar experience uh, coming out against a, a trans TikToker and saying, you know, promoting this stuff to children might not be the best idea. And let's talk about that respectfully. And suddenly people were coming after me. But I got a lot of transgender people coming and saying, you know what? I agree with you. And I don't represent this sort of extreme side of things that we're now seeing in the media and in the press when it comes to transgender individuals and in fact it's hurting our community and it's hurting the conversations that we should be having i'm curious was there any response from red bull you said that you reached out to them and heard nothing has there been any communication since that so when i reached out by email there was no response and it wasn't actually until this became a big public story that i got a phone call uh just right before i went on piers morgan last week and mm. it was Eric from Red Bull. He said that he wanted to reach out to me and talk to me about my email. He thought it was a complex issue. And I told him, you know, Eric, you had a lot of time to respond to my email and schedule a time to speak with me like I requested in the email. And you chose not to. And now mm. the only reason you're calling me is because this is a public story and it doesn't seem genuine. It seems like 
the best thing for them to do at this point would be to create some changes in the way that they organize their contests and perhaps issue a public apology to myself and the others who are affected by this. I, I think you're absolutely right there. It's funny that once the seams start to show and people start to come out and, and have these very passionate responses that suddenly they have something to say. Although you went through five months of experiencing what is, is very uncomfortable when it comes to putting your whole life towards a sport and then having the rug pulled from underneath you and there's nothing to say there. Now, a lot of people are having discussions about what this means for sports. You have transgender competitors who do not want to compete in their biological sex category because they don't want to be associated with that biological sex category. And then you have these female athletes who should not be forced to compete with biological males with this distinct advantage. I'm curious if you've given this much thought, and it's not something that you should have to give thought. It should be the organizers. It should be the people who are responsible for this. But do you think there should be maybe a separate category for transgender athletes? Do you think they should compete with their biological sex? What would you like to see happen, if anything? Well, like you said, and like I said before, I don't think it should be female athletes' responsibility to solve the issue. Mm -hmm. But I think that one solution that a lot of people consider and that comes to mind is to create another division that would create a place for trans competitors to compete fairly against each other. And I think that in skateboarding... Mm -hmm people would be interested in watching that. I think Red, Red Bull could create something like that and set an example, and that could actually be a really cool thing. Absolutely, and it sucks that we just didn't have the discussion that we just went, no, we're going to place these competitors in your category and, and let, you, let you do your thing. Have there been, I'm curious, was there other competitors at this specific competition with Red Bull who felt the same way that you did, or did you not have discussions about it and just went in and competed? Uh, There have been some discussions and things that I've heard from friends, like behind the scenes. There's also people who are arguing on the other side of it. And I think that people are going to have their opinions, but when it comes to doing what's right, what's just, and what's fair, it's pretty clear that what's happening now with trans competitors in skateboarding, in competitions, and in other sports and competitions, it's just not fair to female athletes. And it's easy to recognize. Absolutely. And it's it's really interesting to me that we even have to have these discussions. On its face, it's not fair. We should all be able to acknowledge that regardless of how you feel about the issue and go, okay, it's not fair. What do we do from here? And Taylor, I want to close things out by just giving you the the utmost appreciation for coming out and saying something about it because like I said before it's a step that so many people are not willing to take in this fight and it is a massive thing to take on you're you're looking at losing people who want to sponsor you losing your place in other competitions people attacking you on the internet all of these news uh media outlets taking up your story and giving their own spin on it so what you did was truly brave I'm curious what you would say to other female athletes who feel the same way that you do, but are too scared to take that leap? I would say that I was scared. And a lot of people are trying to portray me in the media as this fearless competitor. But I was scared. I was just as scared as anybody would be to speak up about something that they know they will face major backlash for. And they know that people will view as controversial. But even if you're scared, it's okay to speak up. If you know you're doing the right thing, you, you don't have as much to lose as you think. And there hasn't 
there hasn't been as much negativity as there has been support and love from all over the world from people who have been waiting for somebody like myself to speak up. And the more that we use our voices and the more people who are willing to say something, the faster we can resolve this issue and start having a reasonable conversation to create some solutions. That's beautiful. And it is so true. I was so scared to be forward about what I believed and the things that I thought, and especially to put that on social media where you're just at the whim of anybody who's anybody and they can say whatever they want to you. But the amount of support that you will get when you do something like that is tremendous. And it outweighs all the hate, all the calls of being a transphobe, all the people who don't want to have you exercise your freedom of speech. It truly is powerful. And Taylor, I'm so glad that you've set this example. I know a lot of people are going to watch this and go, how can I support her? How can I follow what she's doing? Where can people find what you're doing and support you? I just uh, got on Twitter and my Twitter is at TM Silverman. My Instagram, which you can find the original post on is Taylor May Silverman. And um, honestly, all the support that I've gotten just in my inbox, reading everyone's kind and supportive and loving messages has meant a lot to me. So thank you to everybody who's taken a second to send me a message, to follow my page, to like, or even just who has been supporting me in silence and praying for me and sending good vibes my way. It means a lot to me and I, I really can't thank you enough. That is amazing. And I'm sure there will be hundreds more after this. Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and share your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk to you.